This is the Live Space Twitch Podcast. Welcome to this week's Live Space Twitch Podcast. Before we get to the show, I just want to mention that in the, in this episode, we, we're going to... There's going to be a lot of really good advice from, from the guests uh, for any, 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 anyone who's in the stream out there. Uh, we also kind of gloss over the whole... Uh, updated VOD system that we're coming out with. Uh, but, you know, that happens sometimes. Uh, anyway, just so you know, I, I, it's my fault. I forget. I forgot to ask about that. But anyway, it's a great episode anyway. So uh, you listen to it and, 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 and yeah. 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 So this week I'm talking with Mark from uh, Keymailer. But I think that he probably can introduce himself a lot better since he goes by a lot of different names my name is yes yeah, it's mark turpin or uh, terps uh from the Yogscast or terpster from the instance um i've i've been on the internet doing podcasts and videos and stuff for far too long uh and uh keymailer is a new uh business uh that i've teamed up with some other very talented people with the view of trying to get games in the hands of the right people uh, without either party necessarily needing to know who those right people are. Uh, it's, it's something that I think uh, a lot of um, influencers, as they're called in the sort of uh, media world, or just you know, streamers and broadcasters and content creators uh, find is actually getting the games to create a content on is one of the biggest challenges uh, when it comes to creating content uh, as a, on a scale that doesn't involve you buying every single game all the time uh, and also discovering you know the next game to play what's the next big thing uh, there's lots of challenges in front of us you said you had teamed up with, with, with a couple of people uh, how many yep. how many people are you so there's 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 three of us in terms of the the company directors uh, so there's there's James Jamie and Tony uh, James uh, comes from a PR background uh, used to uh, work for PR agencies and uh, other companies out there he helped create uh, a series of websites called press faults which were used by mainstream traditional press uh, to access uh, press releases, assets, B-roll video, stuff that worked really well for old media. Uh, but as uh, kind of media evolved, uh, he kind of noticed that there wasn't really a way to have an effective resource or conversation with new media or influencers. Uh, so so that's kind of James's kind of background. Uh, Tony, is a, he has a, a PhD in wireless technology. He's like a tech genius and we let him handle all of the the questions about ones and zeros that we don't understand um and then um jamie is uh kind of uh, a big old ceo done a lot of businesses so we let him handle all of the questions that involve lots of zeros uh so he handles all of the kind of the money and business setup and all of that uh and my job is um just kind of uh me and james kind of came up with the idea of keymailer together and it's uh obviously i'm trying to come at it from the perspective of the user the influencer, uh, what I'd like to see on there, the frustrations I find in trying to, you know, get in touch with the right PR person to get a game key, um, to then the PR headache is then tracking who you gave keys to. Did they actually make any coverage on it? Is there any reporting? You know, all of those sorts of things. So at the moment, you know, we're very much in in beta. We've got a a, a core set of features, but 
a billion more we want to add. Uh, but the idea behind it is that it kind of replaces those the middlemen uh, before where you needed to speak to someone who would know someone to get a game or to get in contact with the right person. Um, what we've hopefully managed to build is we think of it like a kind of like a dating site for, for gamers in games publishers in that you, it, it profiles your interests and your channel or your, your uh, Twitch channel and the sorts of games you play. So as a games publisher, I don't necessarily need to know who you are, just what you are. So I might be having a, an FPS game that I want to get out there. I want to get it in the hands of players and I want to try and help people make as much coverage and content as they can. So I can, using the site, find FPS channels or players or people and offer them keys. Um, alternatively, as a influencer, I can go on the website and say like, oh man, I'm really excited about, uh, let's say, um, Just Cause 3. It's just a, one of the latest ones we've got on the system. Um, so I can actually go on there and I can click the button and request a key. So that then tells Square Enix, okay, hey, yeah, this person here would like a copy of your game. Um, historically, when it's done via email, just the scale in which, if you imagine there's thousands and thousands of us around the world requesting keys, it's very hard to action each of those and equally to know that the person emailing you from you know, I am yogscast at gmail.com is part of the yogscast and they're not. That's not one of our email addresses. Um, so it accredits people and just kind of gives a, a rubber stamp behind this person is this person and profiles them hopefully correctly so that people can, um, people can get the games they need to get. And how does, how does that work, the whole ranking system? Because you're having a ranking system. Yeah, right? so the, the ranking system's very much a beta thing. Uh, so um, the, the way we try to do it at the moment is uh, in regards to how much content around a certain genre, uh, and it's still very wonky, but the, the, the actual vision is to have the rank vary depending on what you want to target. So, for example, if you're part of a, a community team of a big games publisher, you might be more interested in the sorts of conversations that people have with their audience. Whereas if you're in a marketing team, you might be just wanting to hit the biggest number of views or the biggest number of concurrent viewers. So the, the ranking system, we want to be kind of fluid. Uh, the, the important thing is that the, the system's always tracking everything in regards to uh, subscriber counts, views on a video, so that when it produces uh, a coverage report, it should give a very accurate picture of who you are and how valuable you were to that company in exchange for getting that key. So if someone's given you a game key, you know, they may you know, hope that you reach a certain threshold of viewers in the idea that of that, a certain percentage will convert and buy the game. So them giving you the game for free has worked out financially for them uh, whilst for the influencer themselves they've been able to you know create a game create coverage on a cool game not have to pay the, uh, to buy the game in the first place so hopefully it's a win-win scenario uh, for everyone there so you're going to base everything around the ranking system there's not going to be any uh, per streamer or per content creator specific cases no, no at the end of the day uh, we don't control 
how the publisher chooses to give the keys out. So for already we've seen use cases where some developers have come on board and offered keys out to everyone because they're like, honestly, I don't care if you have two viewers or two million viewers. I just want people to play my game and to get the word out there. And that's a that's a very valid and you know useful way of reaching people. Other people um, either perceive more value in their products or just want to have little gingerly steps into this new world and so maybe only give out 50 to 100 keys and so then they're a lot more kind of targeted in terms of who they're talking to and they might choose someone who just creates fps videos because that's what their game is Um, or they may choose someone with just the biggest audience they have in the hopes that well if they do make a video on this that's going to get as many eyes as possible Um, it's 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 down to it's down to the person at the end of the day. We we facilitate that conversation, uh, but we don't dictate how it has to happen. So you, you'll find different people treat it in different ways. Uh, and how far into the future uh, is this system? Because you said it was kind of not working the way you wanted it to yet. Oh no, certainly yeah. So we we still have a beta uh, tag up on there. We we hope to be out of beta in the new year. Um, so we're we're looking at integrating um, Xbox and PlayStation 4 next. Um, the idea being, obviously, you know, we've got Steam at the moment, but we want to try and get the other big platforms on there. Um, equally, we're currently tracking Twitter as well as YouTube and uh, Twitch, but we'd like to put Facebook on there. We'd like to put Instagram on there. We want to try and build a picture of the social value that a lot of, you know, the people out there represent because it might be that, for certain games, they need to be, you know, it's more valuable to target people who are larger on on different platforms. Certainly Facebook's doing a lot of work on video at the moment. So I think it's only a matter of time before Facebook as a video and live streaming platform becomes a thing. So the hope is, is to make sure that we have the tools in there to make sure it's useful. Um, the current iteration of the site is all been about just proving that it works and thankfully it does um so now we want to kind of hunker down and try and iterate and try and introduce those next few features um we've got a billion things we'd like to do but we're driven by the users and the developers and publishers in terms of what we get next so we've had a lot of push from developers in terms of you know we want to be able to do psn xbla ps4 xbox one so that's what we're working on at the moment. Um, a lot of users are saying, you know, like I have three people that I do my channel with. So I want to be able to have more people under my account. So we're, we're putting that, you know, teams into the system. Um, there's also um, people who are like, I want to do giveaways. So I want to be able to request 20 keys to give away. So we're, we're trying to put these extra tools and functionality in place. Um, it's, it's a frustrating thing I've found working with developers is you know they are i mean we've got some great guys in terms of the developers we're working with um but you know i i want everything yesterday so i'm very impatient in that way uh but we're, we're getting there we're getting there and how many publishers and developers are you working with right now um we've got um about 100 or so signed up and actively using the platform we're talking to everyone so every time we get a key request through that goes through via traditional means like email or if we've you know phone calls or anything like that to the developers so off the back of that they then come on the system and start using it to distribute keys uh, there's no cost to the developers to use the system at the moment again it's just purely facilitating that conversation so um 
we've but I mean again we've only been live now for about six weeks or so so um, we're, we're really pleased with the pickup and it's certainly been a lot bigger than we thought it would be um, but yeah we're, we're, we're talking to pretty much everyone at the moment and how do you monetize this? Is it going to be so, on the publisher end well, or is it going to be on the user end? Uh, if, if, if we do monetize it, it will be the publisher end. We don't want to charge um, influencers to, to use the site. That, that doesn't really make any sense. Um, we're still not too sure how or if we'll do it, just purely because we're trying to find out where it becomes a thing. Uh, you know, like the, the vision I had for Keymailer was, you know, as a key distribution service, but it may be that the the reporting tool is the most valuable thing to a, a developer, or it may be that um, that just, you know, having their game on the front page is is something that's more valuable. Um, I, the, the, the important thing for me is, is not to ever damage it through charging people. So I don't want to charge and discourage people from giving keys out through it. I want people to give out as many keys as they can because that makes for a healthy, fun place to be. Um, so I don't want to charge anywhere that's going to hamper people using the site, basically. So um, if we do charge, like I said, it would it would only be on the developer side of things. Um, and it, I, I, I honestly can't see it being too much because as much as, you know, we you know we're talking to Bethesda and the big guys i i want it to be accessible to indie bedroom developers cuz honestly they make some of the more exciting more broadcastable games so i don't think we'll have prohibitive pricing uh in in any way shape or form but certainly it's um like i said it's it's early days and certainly whilst we're beta that it's completely free so what but in your opinion would uh would it, what would the benefits be for like a for a big streamer, for instance? So Twitch? for a big streamer, again, is I, I still get the problem here at Yogscast is in terms of like we've got a game coming out. It's like, well, who who do I talk to? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, who actually is in charge of this game? Like, is it who's publishing it, who's making it? Of that, you know, who who do I actually email? Mm -hmm. Um, do they know I'm me? So if if I'm emailing them, do they know that I'm legitimate? And even then, do they know who I am? Do I have to send along a, a blurb of this is who I am, this is how many channels I represent, this is our combined viewership, you know, all of those sorts of things. So um, I I hope that it, it simplifies that process for both parties. Um, for the influencer, it becomes a button press of clicking, I would like a key. And then for the publisher or developer, they can see all of the requests they've had in, or they can see all of the gamers that are on the system that they might want to approach and they can offer a key out rather than just um, fill requests. So um, I think that's probably the most useful part of it at the moment. And then if we look at the smaller streamers then? So with smaller, smaller streamers, it just, again, it's, I think it's the same, same problems really in terms of who do I speak to and then how does someone know who I am or what I am or why I should get a game? And again, sometimes you don't know the criteria in which a developer is looking for. Some developers are like, yeah, I don't, yeah, anyone who's interested in my game, you can have a copy. That's great. Please, you know, create some content, just tweet about it, whatever. You know, the more noise you can make, the better. Um, for others, they're like, well, we want to really hit targeted people. So you might have 10,000 subscribers versus, you know, someone who's got a million. But if the content you create is just, say, like, say, MOBAs, and I've got a MOBA, 
that is a 10,000 dedicated audience that through a single key I can help get my game in front of. So it would make a lot of sense, regardless of the size of the individual, um, to get on board because at the end of the day, the developers will choose um, at what threshold they want to kind of interact with with the streamers and broadcasters. And this is what you call the sphere of influence, basically. We... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, people people have lots of different names, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd say the the value I perceive is in the targeted nature that you can have in that for some people, like I said, they don't really value their keys or their game. Maybe it's really cheap or maybe they're just a small developer and they don't want to have any you know, hesitation around it. Um, so they will you know, put out uh, keys to everyone. But for other people who have, you know, say you just have 50 keys to hand out, you know, we, we get thousands of requests on games. So they can then go through those requests and be like, okay, well, let me pick the 50 best people that I think have expressed an interest in this game or it might be that with that list they can go back to their higher-ups and say guys i need more keys look at these people i've got i've got a thousand people here who want to play this game and all of them would be perfect we're, we're missing a huge opportunity not talking to these people and the problem is is you know like i said developers don't have a way to do this outside a key mailer they can't field that number of requests especially not the indie guys where they are also the game developer. So um, we, we hopefully make that process a lot easier. And uh, hopefully, and it seems to be, people are getting more keys than before uh, by using this system. So, yeah. And I think, I think the things that you said, said there, I think small streamers can take, should take that into consideration when they create the channel, when they're, when they're working with the channel, because just having that target audience or having that targeted content sometimes kind of, gives you growth faster than trying to do everything like a variety streamer, like a big streamer does yeah. right away. No, and especially exactly. for, yeah. And, and that's something I've been talking about for a long time that I think is when you start out, it's a better thing. And I know that most people don't, don't really want to do that. They want to <laughs> do the same thing as, as the big guys, basically. Yeah, um, and it's, it's, it's certain things work better on different platforms. Yeah. I know, I know for, for myself, you know, on Twitch, all I stream is Hearthstone. And um, that goes okay for me um, in terms of like the variety gamers out there. I mean, that's where people are really just invested in a personality, less so than a, a genre or a game. And uh, those guys are, you know, they're, they're top tier. They're really good. <laughs> uh, do you think that that's something that, that this type of service and platform can kind of hinder the networking that, that a, a streamer kind of creates with publisher and developers? No, I, I, I hope not. I think it, it should hopefully facilitate the introductions. People who already have relationships with developers will probably carry on those. Um, my hope is that it introduces a lot of streamers to developers and they may meet through Keymailer but then pick up a conversation just through email afterwards or through Twitter or through whatever. But a lot of the time it is just discoverability. As, as we all find on Twitch and YouTube, actually getting people to see our stuff is the biggest battle. You know, how do we get people to know we're here? You know, I try and SEO everything right. I try and do collaborations where I can. But ultimately, there's just a kind of luck of the draw. So hopefully, once that discovery's happened, other discussions and partnerships and stuff can come forward um, outside the platform. Um, again, we're not, we're not really looking to try and hamper anything that previously worked we just want things to work as best they can 
So, like I said, for the most part, everyone keeps on keeping on. Um, And I think if you were to request a game, get a key, deliver content, and it do well, I can only see that being the start of a fantastic relationship where they have empirical data that you were very valuable to them and that they should probably consider you for future stuff. So hopefully it helps people. And we talked we talked a bit earlier about the, the coverage or kind of like a portfolio. You you mm-hmm. pull that from from the Twitter accounts and mm-hmm. and other and Twitch and YouTube yep. and other things as well, I guess. Or do you want to yeah. implement more things? Yeah, naturally? we want to want to get every platform we can and try and you know we're looking at sentiment analysis as well, so to try and uh, find out the tone of coverage. So again, the the idea being is that when there's thousands and thousands of people covering a game and you have a person at the other end trying to collate this and trying to trying to build some form of synopsis over how has the game gone down are there any areas of concern that we need to be aware of and stuff like that um the hope is again is that this builds in some kind of scaling tools that allow those developers or publishers to be able to see who's playing their game how it's being received if there's a general theme where everyone stops playing at level three because level three sucks or is broken you know those sorts of things can be useful so that's that's what we look for um in terms of the influencer the more coverage they create uh the more their rank in a genre should increase the idea being is that it shows that you're uh very influential very conversive around certain topics so we want to try and capture that and measure that correctly and like i said i think i think the 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 ranking and rating system will be a a very fluid uh exploration as we try and just see what is the best way to how you know what do we value a tweet versus a video versus an a 10 minutes live stream you know how much is is someone watching a live stream for 10 minutes versus watching a video for 10 minutes um how how do we measure all these things and properly credit them the 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 thing we want to strive for is to try and make sure that we're really fairly representing everyone uh so you might be i only stream on twitch i don't have a youtube channel and it's like okay cool well how do we present you in the best possible light alongside all these other people um because you're still having a conversation with your audience, be it, you know, I'm playing this game and I'm having fun. That is, you know, that, that sells games is it's, it's mad, but you can see it. If you go on steam spy, you can see when certain people play games and when certain sales spikes happen in games. So the developers and publishers know that this, how it, how it happens. I was talking to uh, some developers last week and uh, they, not themselves, but other friends of theirs, were trying to build titles specifically for Twitch. They want to try and make stuff that's very interactive and playable. I mean, you only have to look at um, Tomb Raider that's recently come out with the, the, the card system. And basically, if you're broadcasting through Twitch on the Xbox One, you can vote on what happens next almost, like what card they're going to get, how the game's going to modify. So tr- there's definitely a movement within the games industry to try and make their games more interactive and more suited for this new world. So we want to try and measure that correctly and show it off best we can. So I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're on our way there. But it's uh, like I said, it's going to be a, an evolving score. <laughs> so we'll get yeah. there. 
and I, and I understand, you know, measuring quantity, that's easy, is when we start measuring quality. Yes, and, exactly. And yeah. to who that is important to, exactly. and in what ways. Exactly. And I mean, we, 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 we credit users based on their social accounts, so we know that they are who they say they are. Um, we have their Steam account paired to the site, so we know when a key's been redeemed and for how long it's been played for. So that's really useful to the developer to see, like, for example, if someone did a review on a game and said, this game's the worst game ever, and then the developer can go in and see, well, that person didn't even play the game. They just said it was a terrible game. Um, that's, that's useful to them. You know, that, that helps them know what that person's like or, or how much they want to go into it. And equally, if that person's played, like, 10 hours or five hours of a game and says this is the worst game ever that's really useful as well because it's like well this person put in a load of time and effort and they still think it's terrible let me go deeper into this and see why that is um and so quality isn't always about being glowing in your review or mm. just you know making loads of videos sometimes it is worthwhile having influential critics be critical about your product to help you make better products so the the hope is again it will feed across there and we certainly you know want to build in that sort of relevance uh into the score but not necessarily just how nice you are about a game that that isn't really of much value to anyone can any can any publisher see the feed and the ranking um so a publisher can see uh the feed on their game uh so they they won't be able to see all of your other stuff um, they can obviously go on your YouTube channel and see it that way. Um, you know, nothing we show is 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 private data in any way. It's all it's just formatted in one place. Um, but the the what they see is is relevant to them. Not they won't see, for example, if it was Bethesda, they wouldn't see your coverage on Call of Duty on their feed. For example, they only see what you've done related to the product they're promoting. And it's the same with the ranking. It's specific for each developer or game. Well, like I said, ranking, we're still not too sure how, how it's going to work eventually. At the moment, it's a static rank across the platform. We'd like to make it so that they can choose like a, a community rank, a marketing rank or a PR rank or something. Again, I still don't quite know. Um, but basically a way so that if they have a specific goal um, that they can target people based on how do they rank under this viewpoint or or vision so if you've got a um maybe you have a game that you only really care about live concurrency i just want to be able to see how many people can they get in one place at one time i want to hit the people with the biggest live concurrency then that could be a way we we rank or sort people um if you're like i want to get the people who have the most replies on twitter um then you can do it that way you know, we, 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 can, we can find different ways to display the data. But again, that's a big part of being in beta at the moment is trying to get that feedback off of the developers and off of the influencers in terms of what sort of information do they want to see. I mean, I really like just going to one page myself and seeing at a glance where I am on those three different platforms. I can see my, my YouTube numbers, my Twitch numbers and my Twitter numbers. And like I said, as we add in more features um, and more platforms, hopefully I get more and more information so I kind of have my own little mini dashboard of how I'm getting on. And maybe you know, I'm looking at there and thinking like, that Twitch number hasn't moved in a while. Maybe I should be trying to do more stuff on Twitch. Or maybe I should you know, push it more on my YouTube side or vice versa. So, so I think there's a, a lot of different features. 
Oh yeah, that's really interesting. I, I, I love all types of data because I mean it, it helps. It can help you, and in many ways it can it can destroy you. But if you do it the right way, you know it can really help you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. As you mentioned, yeah. Um, uh, do, do you have any plans to work with uh, other companies? Like for instance, I don't know if you know about something called Stream Hatchet. Um, I don't know. Um... They do um, analytics uh, around Twitch. They have okay. a really stable way of doing it. They have bot systems and to do it through the API as well. Um, amazing, amazing. I think I think it's one of those things. We're certainly not um, ruling anything out. Um, we we're at very kind of high level discussions with both Twitch and YouTube. So. Um, we're, we're talking to them directly about API access and what we can do. Like one of our big frustrations at the moment is part of the Twitch API means that we have to have access to the stream key um, when we author a Twitch account. And that's literally just so we can see their VOD views. Um, and that's that's not something we want. <laughs> uh, we, we're never going to use the, the stream key. We, we know, I know myself, I don't like giving that out. And so we understand that's a, a big a big no-no. So we're talking to Twitch about they have a kind of a higher level API that's kind of behind uh, closed doors um, that we should be able to hopefully get access to and that way we can make more specific calls without needing to say, hey, give me the ability to broadcast on your system. I mean, we don't um, keep the stream key anywhere. There's no way for us to access stream keys. You know, it's completely redundant, but sadly that's just how their API works. Mm. Um, sometimes like the partners you've discussed, um, like Twitch alerts and things like that have their own APIs and they're already doing a lot of the work. So potentially, um, I think we're, we're really kind of keen to just try and find out if there's a, uh, if there's a smart way of us doing it ourselves, I think first, but if there's anyone who can help us do what we're doing, but better, we we are all about that. So, yeah. And have you seen a lot of, a lot of growth on the site since you started? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, um, we, we, like I said, we launched, uh, back at the end of October, I think maybe, uh, beginning of October. Sorry. I'm just trying to think when, when we launched, uh, we're, we're not for long, basically we've been, been live for, I think six weeks or so. Um, we've got, um, we've got thousands, well, thousands of people have, uh, have signed up and we've got over a thousand accredited, uh, YouTubers and broadcasters on Twitch. So, um, that's, that's been phenomenal for us just in terms of out the door. Um, we haven't really gone very loud and proud out there trying to push it, but the general word of mouth amongst the communities out there have been like, Hey, this is, this is really cool. Um, we should, we should use this. And, uh, so we've been really pleased with that. Um, equally on the developer side of things, you know, we've got conversations all across the board, you know, kind of big, big ones and kind of small indie ones and everything in between. Uh, it's, it's it's certainly been a lot more uh, fast and furious than I think we were ex anticipating, but that's only a great thing. So we're really trying to run with that momentum and just try and get as many new features in as we can. Like I said, the big drive at the moment is to get those other platforms on there uh, so that we can start helping people who are Xbox or, X, uh, or PlayStation uh, only channels. Um, and then, you know, look at anywhere else we can go um, I'm I'm a massive massive Blizzard fan, so I'd love to get some some BattleNet integration. Um, so you know we'll, we'll see where we can and can't go. Like I said, the the beta release was very much a proof of concept for us to make sure that the system worked. Um, we know Steam quite well, uh, so that worked 
well but again the the consoles introduce different challenges they have more region based codes and locks so you have to be aware of where someone is or where their console's from uh, as to what code will work on their console if it's a US and EU or uh, an Asian Xbox the code will be a different game depending on which one you have so it's, it's those sorts of fun challenges that we get to explore next Okay, so you're working on getting more and more uh, platforms to to work with your platform. Basically. Yes, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, but how do how do how do uh, uh, a streamer or a YouTuber or anyone else, for that matter, get um, a very get to become a verified user? So, I mean, our, our verification process you you OAuth your accounts to Keymailer. So um, you you sign up. It will say, hey. Um, what's your Steam account? Because we're Steam only at the moment. That's the first point of entry. So we verify that you have a Steam account so you can actually use the keys. That's cool. Um, then the next question is, okay, so can you pair uh, at least one of your YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter? Uh, the more you pair, the higher your rank is, basically, because we have more information, so you rank higher. Um, and and then you go, basically. It's, it's as simple as that, really. Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. not simple, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, but so so if you signed up, mm-hmm. say you you know you have a fresh uh, cover cover uh, coverage portfolio cover mm-hmm. page or what we call it, um, can can I then as as a as a user upload or does it grab it? So it, done in the past it grabs stuff. Directly? Yeah, exactly. Anything you've done in the past uh, thirty days is what we look at, um, and it grabs it based on the tags that you've used to tag the content. Um, either on your VOD or uh, your VOD tags, or uh, on a YouTube tag or Twitter hashtag. So what you'll see is, for example, um, if you were to go and click on a game on here, let me just go on here. So let me see. I've got Switch uh, Galaxy Ultra, uh, which is a new game coming out of Green Man Glo- Loaded. Um, they've got an official hashtag of Switch Galaxy Ultra, or one word, or YouTube tag of Switch Space Galaxy Space Ultra. Um, if I tag my YouTube video with the the game name, basically, uh, then it will grab it. If I just tagged it Switch GU or something like that, it wouldn't. Um, so equally, if I use the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag Switch Galaxy Ultra, then it will pull that tweet into the system. You on your profile, you can say like, hey, that one's wrong. You can edit tags and get stuff on there if it's been incorrectly attributed. Um, but in theory... The, the tags tend to be the game name. So as long as you've tagged the video, the game name, which is a great thing to do, I fully recommend it, um, then you should, uh, it should show up in your, in your feed. And how does that work with Twitch since they don't have a tagging system at all? So on Twitch, when you go live with a game, you select a game. So um, it would be uh, when you say you broadcast uh, Just Cause 3, you'd set your, your live game is Just Cause 3, that tags your VOD as Just Cause 3 as well. Um, and that's then on your on your VOD records as well. Um, like I said, as we're exploring the Twitch API further, we're going to get live stats and concurrency and the rest. Um, but it will all be driven really off of the whichever game you broadcast as on your on your dashboard. But that kind of poses a problem for, for, for those who are not uh, partner streamers since they only get a limited amount of time that their VODs stay... You know, online. Uh, that's fine. It, it scrapes the VOD, so um, it it doesn't matter if it gets deleted. It's it's there, um, and like I said, to be honest with you, the VODs are very much a, a, a beta thing. 
uh, VODs don't really get that many views on, on Twitch at the moment. Um, what we and what everyone really cares about is the live numbers. Um, that's where we need that next API access. So um, that's what we're working with Twitch directly on at the moment. And like I said, that should be coming in soon as well. Okay, that's good. Good, good to hear. I mean, it is, and I mean, my podcast and my blog is mostly focused on Twitch. So that's why I'm trying to cool. get on, get deeper on those those things. Um, kind of, what what is the if you look towards the future you know, for Kimala, what is the current roadmap for you guys? Um, like I said, it's, it's getting those other platforms online, uh, really just trying to then listen to what our users, uh, both sides of that equation are saying they want and trying to deliver on that as quick as we can. Um, we really want to be the destination so that when you think about a game that's coming out that you want, you go on Kimala and request it, or you see a really cool trailer and you think you know what i want to go there and, and get that um we're working with some events uh companies in terms of uh, accrediting people who can get media passes for events because again any time where big old companies are trying to deal with new influencers they don't really know what to do um or like how do i how do i know this person is that person or do i want to let this this twitch streamer with you know 50,000 followers come along to my games convention. I don't know. Is that a lot? Is that not? I don't know. And so we, we can provide help in those areas basically. Um, but our, our, our key focus is on keys. Uh, it's terrible. That's not even meant to be a pun. Um, but we, 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 we want to do what we're doing now as well as we can. And then we'll start expanding out and seeing where else the desire is to kind of have us help. Like I said, it was born out of frustration from myself and James, really, uh, both sides of the coin, you know, just trying to figure out how do we, how there must be a better way of doing this. And um, this is kind of where we've settled on for the time being. Yeah, I think that's good. I think yeah, a lot of a lot of streamers uh, on Twitch now, as they are growing, kind of starting to have problems with uh, needing managers. And that's yeah. something that the industry and, doesn't really support yet in no terms exactly of... and I, I and i don't think you need managers like the thing is is like um the, the the hope is this facilitates people to use uh you know to not need to have to rely on anyone other than themselves you know they can they can be their own self-driven person and kick ass and not have to worry about joining a network or the rest if you're already in a network great you know we can continue to support you but there's I, again i i found myself from personal experience that there's there's less value in networks as they are bigger their focus is only as able as as many people they have to help um it's whereas again we have a, a largely automated system so we can scale a lot larger with that than a lot of networks out there can so you know if you sent an email to your network saying hey i'd love to play uh fallout 4 they may have the bandwidth to help you and get in touch with bethesda directly but we're far more suited to doing that process uh, and i can i can start wishing that it, uh, something similar system for podcasting and getting interviews because that's sometimes really difficult to no get exactly exactly i mean to be honest with you again it's, it's stuff we've we've kind of thrown around the idea of yeah. and we, we still don't know with keymail or whether or not having some sort of messaging system through the site if that would be useful or if people would hate it. Like, I don't know if, if we were to put people in, you know, different bands of, you know, kind of gold, silver and VIP, 
if we allowed you to contact other people in your band to see about oh. collaborations. I think that would be really fun. But yeah. I don't know at the same time if people would worry if it got too spammy or if it's not what the thing's about. So, again, it, we, we, we're, we're tricky in terms of how, how measured we are with stuff. But I, I think it'd be really fun to just kind of say, hey, I do this thing. Does anyone else fancy it? And just kind of have a marketplace that allowed people to do collaborations. But certainly that's uh, a little way away from us, probably. But it's those sorts of things we want to kind of hear from people what they want and see where we can and can't deliver on that. Because, uh, you know, you'd be amazed what you can do with the Internet these days. It's incredible. <laughs> and how, do, how, do, how, how can people, people give you that feedback? Um, so it, literally it's just uh, you can email us uh, at betatest at keymailer.co. Um, so if you, if you just send us anything on there, um, equally, there's also a support email, uh, when you get on the, uh, FAQs and stuff like that. Um, so that if you run into any issues or if you just got any thoughts, then just support at keymailer.co, um, that hits the whole team. And so we will read that and we will try and, uh, answer everything. We've got a pretty good response time on support at the moment. We're, we're very engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so can I kind of to round out this interview? Uh, do you have anything more you want to say to the listeners? No, no, just just you know, if you've if you've got a YouTube or Twitch or Twitter presence at the moment, you know, please head on over to keymailer.co, sign up, try it out, let us know what you think. Um, and yeah, just literally, you know, we 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 really want to try and make this something special. And I think I think we're on a a good start. We're in a very good direction. So. As long as we can keep the momentum going, we should be okay. Hey, uh, thanks for being on the uh, on the podcast, Mark. No worries, no. Trip thank you very much, man. No, I, yeah, all of them. I was happy to able to talk to you. Good. But anyway, I'm I'm going to end the podcast on my own. But uh, again, Mark, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Cheers. No worries, man. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. Bye. I really think that keymailer is something something that can really help you out. And I'm not saying that just because Mark was on this podcast, that's something I actually believe. Uh, and I think that one of the things we hit, uh, we hit on in the podcast was the whole self-management thing. Something that I know a lot of other uh, influencers out there, like myself, are talking about more and more. And I think it's an important aspect when we where we kind of have these companies when I come in and be managers and and we're probably going to see more and more networks going to have pop up here and there. Uh, but I think that you can do a lot on your own. I don't think you're gonna, going to really need uh, a manager that early on. And something like this that can actually help you both network and get to play the right games is something that you really should take to heart. Well, anyway... This, this is this is now the end of the podcast. I'm just gonna gonna talk a little bit about you know what's up with me and what's up with this, with this podcast. Um, for the coming two months, I have planned out a couple of things. Uh, actually, for this month and next month, and then we have the new year. I want to do like a big end of the year show where I invite down some people that I've talked to in the past. You know, you know, have a group conversation about something, or maybe a live show. I don't really know just just yet. I'll have to. I'm gonna wait and see where things goes. But um, anyway, after the new year, I'm going to take a couple of months off. Well, what I mean that I mean two probably. And then we're gonna. I'm gonna rethink. Not people not rethink, but I'm going to restructure some things with the podcast. I'm gonna keep on talking with um, 
more and more. Uh, I'm gonna keep on talking with developers, but I want to do something different as well. I want to I want to change the concept a little bit for next year. But how that is and and uh, all the details and stuff, I'm not really sure about yet. Okay. Anyway, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Visible Speech. You can. You can. What more can you do? You can. Uh, you, you can listen to this podcast at podcast.lifespace.se. You can check out my services as at twitch.lifespace.se. And you can read everything about Twitch. You know, marketing, promotion, branding, and, and, and so much more. You know, the really, really the things that you really need. And you can read that at blog.lifespace.se. And that doesn't matter if it's one G or two G and then the blog. I got them both. All right. Um, Well, no story for today, I don't think, so goodbye.